0: Now, proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type One Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type One Lifting. So, Type One Lifting is a clothing line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So. Um, This all came about with me and seeing a 5-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Podcast. The company is called Liberté Lifestyle. So, Liberté is a French word meaning freedom. And the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28 so if you want to go back and listen to her um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company which is pretty cool so uh, they actually have knee sleeves wrist wraps shirts shorts Uh, love the knee sleeves i have the ice cream knee sleeves and i love them so much they haven't The neoprene is still good, Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I've had in the past uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So, uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So It's all capital letters TYPE and the number one, so it's TYPE1. So go to Libertelifestyle.com, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code TYPE1 and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode all right guys welcome to another episode of the type of lifting podcast I'm your host Thomas Lennon and I have a very interesting guest that I've been waiting to talk to um it's fellow CrossFit athlete Paige Henry how are you doing
1: Good. how are you thanks for having me
0: on yeah thank you for coming on um I was doing a little research on you and I didn't know you were actually a hairdresser before you started doing um doing all this stuff and so what made you get into that field
1: Um, so kind of weird. I went to college for one semester. Absolutely hated it. So I came home over winter break, didn't really know what I was going to do. And my mom kind of brought it up to me because I've always been like kind of artistic, creative. I've never been one to sit down at a desk. Um, So she was like, have you ever thought about hair school? And I was like, no, not really. But there was like a hair (laughs) school (laughs) right down the road from me. So we like booked like an appointment to go check it out sounded fun and so I started there when I was 18 the program goes on for about like 10 months just under a year and then I worked into a salon up until I think I was 25 okay I think and then that's when I kind of transitioned more I was like in the process of transitioning but that's when I went full-time over to the CrossFit side Okay. So I worked in a salon for pretty long.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously, I've seen you with like different color hairstyles. Like, I've seen, I think you had pink before. And then, like, yeah. re- just recently, you had like a, like a sea, like a bluish, like sea green color. So, yeah. Um, have you done any other crazy colors like that before?
1: I've done a couple different shades of pink, blue, a couple different shades of purple. And I think that's it okay i try to stay blonde for the most part but every so often i get super bored and i go to the (laughs) store and dye my hair
0: (laughs) yeah so like do you like color your hair for like certain competitions or anything like it like you just said guadapalooza like you're like okay like guadapalooza is like very colorful very vibrant like i'm gonna go all out and like you know dye my hair this certain color like is (laughs) it do you do that kind of like uh
1: no but i feel like so a couple times like i know I think I was blue at Waterpalooza. I can't even yeah. remember. Or maybe you, I went blue right after. I think I was blue there.
0: You were. You were.
1: Yeah. I like couldn't even remember. No, it's just like I get bored and I'm like pretty impulsive. So once I have an idea in my head, I do it right away okay and like sometimes it happens around a competition and then sometimes i'm just with blue hair <laughs> okay
0: all right that, that works that works so but yeah um,
1: really no reason
0: okay all right all right all good i mean i i've dyed my hair like i so saw i'm like an auburn hair like hair color so i've dyed it like strawberry blonde because like obviously i can't dye bleach blonde i've used that like ocean yeah. blue like blonde hair dye before <laughs> you get it like the cvs and i'm like i'm looking at pictures back in the day and i'm like oh my god that was like awful. Like it looks so bad. It looked, I looked, like, I looked like a damn rooster. So and I'm like, I, I'm like, ever I've thought about doing it again, but I'm like, no, nah, I don't want It's It's not worth it. Like my kids would like be horrified. So
1: that's hilarious. Yeah.
0: So, um, while I was doing research again, so you've been on a bunch of podcasts. Um, I know you've, I know you've been on like one podcast, like four times, I think it was
1: yeah, um, yeah. And
0: so like, what are you, what are your thoughts on like podcasts and like, have you ever thought about doing one yourself?
1: It's funny. It's so I feel like I don't even know where I would begin if I tried to do my own podcast, but like, I love listening to people talk. Like I'll listen to just like whatever random podcasts show up like on my Spotify or whatever. So I've always been interested in the listening in the podcast. And I've had like some friends or just people I've known through whatever that like run their own podcasts. And I always just think it's fun to go on because you just get to learn about each other. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah, true, true.
0: I I think I think I think you like more of the talking more instead of more of the production and like all the setup and like trying to figure ideas out. So I I, okay, I got I got I got how you want. So
1: very technically challenged. I would have zero clue to where even where to begin. (laughs) Uh,
0: So so to be honest with you, I started this whole podcast with just my iPhone and two lapel mics.
1: Oh, no way. Yeah, and there's
0: there's an app. I'll I'll tell you later about it, but uh, it, I used just the app and I literally used my computer for like Zoom interviews and I put the lapel mic yes. like, on one of the computer uh, speakers and that's how okay. I started the recording. And it was funny. My first ever one was actually at a Panera Bread.
1: No way, that's funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's all. <laughs> a total, total spur of the moment too. And I was like, hey, you want to do a podcast? And she's like, yeah, okay. And so we literally sat a Panera Bread after her weightlifting meet and I'm like, Okay, all right. This is cool. So you know, whatever. And like, literally, I thought I I shit my pants when I like I I pressed the stop button and I I I didn't know what was going on. It was actually saving, and it did. And it it, I didn't know how it works. It was the first time using the app, and I'm like, yeah.
1: So you thought you just deleted everything you just talked about?
0: Yeah, and it was like so good too. And I'm like, oh my god,
1: no, no. no."
0: (laughs) But yeah, that's awful. Luckily, it did work. So there's a couple times I literally like recorded didn't save anything and I didn't get the chance to get the the person on again, but you know, whatever.
1: That is the word that's like when you're like filming the workout videos for like the online qualifiers, but you're used like there's different filming apps or whatever, and I never trust them and I never know what they're doing. So I'll like hit stop and I'm like, Yep, that's probably gone. Yep. And like <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it is gone. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I yep. I I know I know the feeling. I know the feeling. But um <laughs> But you're, you're originally from Pennsylvania and you moved to California. So what was the reason why you like went from East coast to West coast?
1: So I was at my old gym. That was like the only other gym I've ever been at um, for years. Like I love that place. Whenever I go home, I'm spend like all my time at that gym, but I cannot stand the cold weather. It like drives me insane. Like I'd be okay to never a snowflake in my entire life i'd be S- okay with here. weather yep. yeah like everything about it i'm like i hate so i wanted to move to florida for a while kind of always chickens out because i'm a homebody i like being around my family i like just like the comfort of everything that you know but then my old roommate who's like one of my best friends we used to work at the gym together back in pennsylvania he moved out here maybe six months before I moved out here. We were literally he came out to Dubai with me when there was a competition there a couple years ago. And as we're like boarding the plane, he's like, hey, I just found out I'm moving to California because he got a call from like his landlord. And I was like, what? You haven't even talked about this once and now you're (laughs) moving there. So he ended up moving there like two weeks after that trip. I went out to visit him in the summer, completely fell in love with it. uh, stopped at the gym I'm at now and The owner, he offered me a job here. So I called up my old owner from back home and I was like, hey, this guy just offered me a job. Like, do I do this? It seems kind of crazy. He was like, you've been talking about moving somewhere warm for years. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a perfect thing. You can always come back home. So I got back from that trip, sold everything I had. And then I flew out here with my dad and we shipped my car with just my barbell. And a case of pre-workout. <laughs> and I brought one suitcase.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. And
1: now I'm here.
0: <laughs> nice, very cool, very cool. So um, obviously being from Pennsylvania, are, are you a Steelers fan?
1: It's funny. So I don't watch any sports. It's really oh, okay. embarrassing. So no, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I'm also not an Eagles fan. <laughs>
0: All right, that, that works, that works.
1: <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm the only human who doesn't watch sports.
0: Yeah, yeah. I So the funny thing is like, I'm from the East coast. So I'm from originally from Massachusetts. And so I moved down to Georgia. And so like, I'm kind of like you, like I kind of like staying and being comfortable in one spot and don't like to, I'm not, I I, kind of like change, but like, I don't really like change. And so I, I married my wife and she's like, when we have kids we're moving down South to Georgia and I'm like, I don't really believe you. I mean, I got a good job here. It's like, no. And then like my, my son came along and now I'm down in Atlanta with two kids, like a seven year old is- and a three year old. So, and it was like, yeah. And we drove down here with a three month old. So, and a dog. So with two different, with two different cars. So um, little oh, story my that. god, I, I don't really pray that much. And like, and so yeah. right before we left um, New Hampshire to get down to uh, Georgia, I I grabbed, I was holding my son and, you know, holding my daughter, my wife's hand. And I was like, we prayed. I was like, pre please, you know, make us have a safe journey. And you know, everything will be okay and she's like yeah. Wow, well, i didn't know you were that spiritual I'm like, i guess well i'm not praying for you guys i'm actually praying for my car <laughs> to actually make it down there so <laughs> because because like i was driving and like i'm like hey listen i'm going only going like 70 max like totally like 75 max like on the highway and she's like okay so all of a sudden we get on the highway go, she's gone gone like pulls the 80 just uh, oh just goes. my god and i'm sitting there like Oh my God. I I just hope I don't break down because she's way too far away. (laughs) Like it's going to take forever to turn back. So yeah. And and I'm like, Oh
1: my God.
0: I'm watching other cars like broken down, like newer cars. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't, I don't know. And it's like super, like it's super hot out summertime. And like, it I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it. Like I don't know if this car is going to make it. And I had my, I had our dog in the back seat too with like barely any AC going. And it was just like, he was panting. I had the window down. It was just Night, oh it was a night, nightmare. God. So,
1: did you end up breaking down?
0: No, no.
1: Oh, that's good, thank god. Yeah, yeah we're, I'm <laughs> super, super works, lucky. The yeah, the,
0: the, the prayers work, <laughs> the prayers work. So, um, yeah, so, um, <laughs> while you were doing the hairdressing stuff, um, wh- how did CrossFit actually come about? Um, you know, come into your life pretty much.
1: So, I was dating a guy, I was never. I mean, I like tried sports growing up, but I pretty much hated everything. So I got a pretty bad eating disorder in high school, fell in love with just like running because I don't know why. So I would just run on the treadmill and just run, stuff like that. And then I started dating a guy who played rugby and they trained with the owner for my old gym. They would do like CrossFit in their rugby practice or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he finally brought me in one day. He, like, convinced me to go in because I was like, I'm absolutely not doing that. Like, all you ever talk (laughs) about is, like, jumping on boxes. All of it sounds so unappealing. I was like, yeah, I think I'm good. I'm just going to stick with running. But he finally brought me in a class, and our gym was so small at the time. It's moved two times since then. But where we started, we were in, like, an old – basically just a meathead gym. So it wasn't even a CrossFit gym, and we had, like, a small – corner of the gym with like two pull-up bars I think I don't even think we had a rower we had legit like treadmills like not even like an air runner but like treadmills we had like one set of rings but I don't think anyone except like one person could do a ring muscle up the place was crazy but I fell in love with it right away I don't remember what we did but I was in so much pain but like that good pain when I woke up that I was like, yeah, I'm definitely signing up for this. So then I went through like the foundations classes and completely got hooked. I was like obsessed.
0: Yeah, so so that's the kind of gym you like you need a tetanus shot like every time you get out of the gym? <laughs> yeah. Yes, okay, all right, all right. I, I like the, yeah, I like those like- kind of gyms.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the place is crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, awesome, awesome. I love those kind of gyms. They're the, they're the best, they're the best. Um, but you- I- but you were talking about your eating disorder. So like how, I mean, I, I have, I have like family members that have had, had eating disorders too. And it was, it was like pretty serious. And um, how did you get out of that, you know, eating disorder and was it through CrossFit kind of helped out through the whole process?
1: Yeah. So I did, I went to therapy for a long time. Um, even like when I went to that one semester of college, I had to check in with a lady weekly to make sure my weight was like doing okay at that point because i was getting a little bit better um but i stayed in therapy for a while but then crossfit really helped just because it was like the first place where it felt like no one judged you Mm -hmm. ever like of course like everyone's using different weights but i mean when i started i was so far away from rx i had like six bands trying to do one pull up i was lifting with like the 15 pound barbell but with no weights on the side like i was so far from doing anything but like no one ever judged me. So I think just from there, it just slowly kind of went away. Like, of course there's going to be moments where like thoughts will kind of pop in my head, but for the most part, I really think CrossFit just kind of saved me in that way because it is just like, everyone's just trying to get stronger and no one's really cutting you down ever. Yeah. And you just feel comfortable. It's like a family.
0: Yeah. I can I, I, that's why I like CrossFit so much. It's like a family vibe and everyone wants to like yeah. hear each other on and, you know, make sure everyone's okay. And if it's like something yeah. happens to a family, like every, that whole, that whole community has got their back. Even like people that, are, yeah. even, that aren't that are even the community have their back. <laughs> yeah. So it's insane. It
1: is. It's so true. It's amazing. Yeah, There's like literally nothing like it. It's the coolest thing.
0: Yeah. So, um, <laughs> When did you? I mean, obviously, being a hairdresser and doing co- like when did you start coaching? Was it like kind of in between hairdressing?
1: Yeah. So my hairdressing schedule changed. I kind of changed it because at first, like being a hairdresser, you always work weekends, which I was fine with. But my schedule was kind of all over the place. But my mornings were usually free because I would go in the work at like ten o'clock, so I mm-hmm. could coach like the six a.m. like the earlier classes. Um, And then finally, I got to a point where I was able to change my schedules where I was working at the hair salon Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then I had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday completely off. So then I would fill up those days with as much coaching and as much training as I could, because then I knew the days at the salon, I'd either be coaching early in the morning, but then I'd also be training super early And then I would get out of the salon at eight o'clock at night and then I would head to the gym, sometimes leave there 10 or 11 after whatever training I had done. And then finally it got to a point, it was right before Wadapalooza, maybe in 2018, I think, was when I finally was like, my gym owner helped me kind of start like a nutrition business and start doing programming for people just to make extra money. And I felt like I was at a point where I was like, I think I can stop the salon. Money's gonna be super tight. But if this is what I wanna do, I have to drop one thing because it's like what I was doing was not sustainable. Like it was yeah. like I don't know when I was ever sleeping. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I I've I've been in that same boat too. I've worked like three jobs, like coaching. Yeah. Coaching lacrosse, like working at a hospital and then like yeah, it was just yeah, I I I I've been in your been in your shoes before, so it's not 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 the most fun most fun thing to do.
1: No. Like you can do it and during the time you're like, "All right, I'm doing this." But then all of a sudden you're like, "Wait, I got to make some sort of adjustment right now."
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm getting like 4 hours of sleep and I wake up and it's just like <laughs> I feel like I got punched in the face and it's just like oh, every I'm back day at like it. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like especially, especially me working in the hospital, i work like 2 16-hour shifts like back to back. And it would take me yeah, an hour. That's... It would take me an hour just to get home. So that, that would oh take, Oh
1: my god!
0: so pretty much I would, I would sleep for four hours, get up and then go back, go Do back in. Yeah. And like the, the next night I was like driving home. I was like hallucinating. I swear. I, I swear. <laughs> I thought I saw people on the, on the highway. I'm like, there's this <laughs> someone, someone laying down on the highway. And I started like swerving over or like, I thought it was a chipmunk running across it over the highway and I'm like losing it. And it, it got to the point where like. I would stick my arm out the window, and this is like New England weather, so it's like super, super cold, like during the winter time. Yeah. So, like just to keep my just to keep awake, just to have like the window open, so I don't like you know, fall asleep or anything like that. <laughs> no, that's awful. Though. Yeah, no, 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 It's no like funny enough.
1: now, but not at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, like you coach, you're coaching now, and you actually um, you moved over to California and started coaching there, so when did you realize like, you know, you really wanted to do like more coaching and obviously like improving and being a CrossFit athlete?
1: I guess over time, like the more you get into it, you kind of fall in love with it more, if that makes sense. Yeah. And you just start learning so much more because it's like you only, I didn't go to school for this. So it was like, I learned just from people and like experience and, I mean, you learn a little bit at the CrossFit level one, nothing against it, but like you just learn so much more working around people. So the more I kept doing that, you just kind of become obsessed with it. And then you just realize how you helped one person. You're like, I just want to keep doing that. And you just want to keep helping people. And it's just fun. Like I love to do it. Mm -hmm. That's when I kind of just wanted to keep doing it as much as I can.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And you said earlier, it took you a long time to get where you're at now. So have you had like any moments that you were like, why am I doing this? Is this like really worth it? Or, you know, where you're like, all right, you know, something new, let's do it.
1: Yeah. Like there's definitely, I wouldn't say I'd ever thought about like, stopping doing it or whatever, but there's definitely been moments where like strength, for example, that's always been like a huge, huge issue of mine. And the amount of people that have come up to me have been like, hey, have you ever thought about working on your strength? Or hey, have you ever thought about doing a strength program? I'm like, "Um, listen, I'm not going to gain all this muscle overnight. Like, you you know, like people, I don't think, understand that everyone does have weaknesses. And even like the top athletes are still going to have their weaknesses. And it doesn't mean they're not working on them. It's just, we're not perfect people. So we're always going to have something. Yeah, and strength being my biggest weakness it takes a while to build so even though i'm working on it that's the pre- like other than right now but most of the time that's i want to say 90 percent of my training is just strength work and accessory work because i'm trying to get stronger but yeah. it's still not just gonna click yeah. if that makes sense
0: yeah I, I you know it's it's almost like Haley adams is like in the same boat yeah. as you are exactly. i feel so
1: bad for her because oh. they like shit on her and I'm like she is such an impressive athlete and give her a barbell even if it's like 185 pounds she can keep up with all those girls it's just the one rep maxes but she's so fit that like just this past weekend she got all like top three finishes and it's like that's she's fitter than just someone with the one rep max of a lot more weight if that makes sense like she's so impressive Yeah, and And I feel so bad for her
0: yeah, and usually you see people that have like higher one where maxes, they don't really, you know, they don't really do so good in like the long like MetCon Metcon style yeah. like movements and stuff like that. So it's like you have to have a happy medium throughout this yeah. whole process. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, I always think about her though because people are always like, Oh, she has to get stronger. I'm like, Do you think she's not working on her strength? Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the majority of her program.
0: Yeah, that's that's me, A hole. That's me. So. Yeah. oh man so um i I was looking at your instagram bio and it said um you i it's a quote um it said it's it's some people call it a scary obsession i call it a passion what do you mean by that quote
1: i think because so once i first started getting into crossfit um i kind of lost a lot of friends. like my family they always supported me my coach, like old gym owner, he was always like, he's always had my back. But like, I lost a lot of friends and I started getting into CrossFit because I was definitely, I love drinking. I don't, I hardly drink anymore. But at the time, I loved drinking. I love going out and partying. We'd go down the AC like all the time. I don't even know yeah, how I, function.
0: AC, AC. <laughs> I've been there. So,
1: yeah, like, Like, we would do all that crazy stuff where I'm like, wow, that's not even me at all anymore. But I lost a lot of friends, and they were always saying, like, oh, I'm too obsessed. Like, you have to find balance. You're too obsessed. And they kind of hated on the fact that I finally found something that I did love so much. And I never quite understood just because CrossFit, I mean, you can be unhealthy doing it, but – I feel like it's only ever benefited my life for the most part and just helped a lot of like insecurities and stuff like that. So I never saw anything wrong with being so obsessed with something when I do love doing it. Okay. So that's, I guess, kind of where I come from with that. Okay. <laughs> I,
0: I, I like that. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm a big believer of like, if, if they're not really your friends, if they don't stick with you, because, because, there's, yeah. because, you know, you have, you have goals you want to hit, you, you, you want to like, you know, better yourself and they just are stuck in the past and they don't want to better themselves. Yeah. They just want to keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. And it's like, yeah. And then they're going to regret it after like, you know, they're lying on their deathbed being like, I should have done this. have should have done that. So, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, I completely agree.
0: Yeah. I've, I mean, I've lost a couple of friends like that too. So, I mean, it's just, I'm trying to do stuff and it's just like, it's not in their wheelhouse either. So they're just like, okay, you know, see you later. We just stop talking. So it, it happens. Yeah. So. Yeah. You
1: like learn a lot. You start to realize like, I have like a very small circle of friends, but it's like, I know we're all there for each other a thousand percent. And that's what helps people for whatever their goals are. Like we all have different goals, but it's like we're all going to help push each other to get to those goals. And yeah. like, those are the kind of people you need.
0: Yeah. And so, um, while you're, while you're working on those goals, like when did you realize you wanted to to go all in and and be like a CrossFit athlete?
1: I guess when I was, so I got out of the same guy who got me in the CrossFit. We dated for like five years or something like that. Pretty long time. We broke up and all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, what do I do with this free time? And I was getting into coaching (laughs) at the time. So I had a key to the gym. So I slowly would just be like, I'd, I was still working at the slot, but I was coaching. Um, the weekends I just started finding myself, I'd go to the gym at night and then all of a sudden I'd be there for like multiple hours and then I'd be spending like my days there. So I just kind of, I guess at that point is when I decided I wanted to go all in because I didn't really have much going on. Um, at that time, I didn't even like doing when I was doing it because it was paying rent. Uh, So yeah, that's when I kind of decided to go all in, and I was pretty embarrassed at that time because I sucked at CrossFit. I mean, I was trying to get better, but I remember telling my or wanting to tell my coach like, "Hey, I want to make regionals." And it was at the time where I think they were taking forty-eight, maybe forty girls, whatever it was.
0: I think it was like forty girls because they had no uh, like or thirty-five gold or women or something like that. They I know they had three heats and it was like a long. You know a group, yeah like, like they a bunch were of taking more. yeah
1: but then that same year or i guess the year after but when i decided i wanted to try and make regionals was when they cut it down that you had to be top 20 in your region and they did the super regions and i was like oh shoot like i think i finished maybe like eight eight hundredth in the open the year prior so i was like when i tell him this goal you're gonna think i'm like insane But I like told him anyway, and I didn't really tell anyone else. And we just kind of came up with a plan. And I was like a psychopath at the gym and (laughs) went from there. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) um, I I was not going to let anything get in the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, so I saw that video that CrossFit did on you saying that you were like, kept it a whole secret with anybody like a coach, like you just said. So what did your coach think? And when did you like realize you wanted to open up and like, let everybody know, you know, Hey, this is my goal. And I want to tell the world.
1: He was totally on board with it. He was like, listen, you're going to have a lot of work, but let's come up with like a weakness board. Let's get your nutrition dialed in and let's just do it. And he's always been one. Like I always admire him just because he's never been someone to tell me that I can't do something mm-hmm. and he's been like that with anyone like he's always just been that guy but he's going to be hard on you but in like the best way possible like he's not going to tell you you're you doing something good if it's not good but he's always going to help you as long as you're putting in the work so he was super on board with it and then I never really told people until they just kind of started noticing that like I was performing better in the gym I was taking a lot more seriously. They started realizing that I was denying like when they would go out to the bars, I was always like, "Now nah, I'm good. I'm just going to stay home. That sort of thing. So it was just, they kind of realized it without me having to tell them if that okay. makes sense.
0: Okay. All right. All right. Um, and then, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that works. And so then you posted that thing on uh, <laughs> for CrossFit on YouTube. So now like the whole world knows it. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, um, so I, I kind of want to get back to coaching real quick. So, um, yeah. I know, I know you, you're a big fan of coaching and you actually on your latest post, I, th- I think it's your latest, but I don't know if you posted another <laughs> thing. So you, ha- you actually are training someone that has diabetes. So yeah. obviously this being kind of like a diabetes, you know, podcast. So what is, yeah. what is your, what is your experience as like seeing somebody like deal with like type one diabetes and trying to, you know, exercise?
1: Well, it's just interesting. Like, it's just so motivating for one, because she is older, but like same thing she found out when she got it when she was younger. But it's just super cool to see these people with these like diseases that are hard, like it's hard for them to deal with. They're constantly checking in on themselves. And I'll see her sometimes in a workout and she will have to run, get a fruit snack or something like that. Or like a couple of times she has forgotten things. So there's was a 7-Eleven across the street from our gym, nice. which is awesome. Yeah. So like we we'll are run over there and get her stuff. But you can tell like it is just that constant thing that you have to worry about. But it's like so I admire her because she is older. She's coming here every day. She's like one of the most consistent people. And she's working her butt off and it's only doing good for her. Yep. And I just think that's awesome to yeah. be able to keep working through something like that
0: yeah so does she does she get frustrated throughout the whole like if she goes into like a low does she like obviously she has to stop but does does she like get frustrated and how do you like kind of help her out like getting out of it being frustrated
1: she doesn't get too frustrated um i think she just i mean i guess i lied. she gets a little frustrated because she's like dang i want to finish that workout yep but she's at the point where she knows exactly how to handle it so i don't think she gets like scared or anything like that but i think the part of it kind of ends her training session a little early. That's what kind of frustrates her.
0: Yeah. So she needs to snort more, more sugar while she's like working out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So just like, yeah, dump constantly. it, in, just to yeah. cut it all underneath <laughs> their
0: tongue and just go at it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what do you get the most uh, enjoyment out of coaching people?
1: Like what part of it?
0: Yeah. Like, you know, it could be, it could be anything pretty much.
1: I love, I love when you can see people when they're trying to do something and you can tell that they're really unsure if they're able to do it, but like when they surprise themselves and they do something that they definitely didn't think that they could ever do, no matter what it is, it could be like a specific weight on the bar, their first pull up, maybe like their first toes, to bar where their toes are actually hitting the bar, Mm -hmm. a ring dip, like really whatever that like first thing is where they just shock themselves I just think that's the coolest thing ever
0: <laughs> okay awesome awesome yeah I, I like i used to be a trainer uh like a w- couple years ago and like i used to love people when they hit like a snatch or like even did a push up yeah. and then or like putting like weight over the shoulders and like I'm, I'm like hey that was you like about like six months ago and they're like yeah they're like wait i i weighed i had this 25 pound <laughs> like bag it was like on me and i'm like yes it was So
1: And now they're like working out with it. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. And it's just like, do I really need this? I'm like, no, you need to go 30s. Let's go. So, you know, it's just stuff like that.
1: (laughs) It's amazing. It's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I, I wish I could do it, but unfortunately, like for me, like having a family, it wasn't really consistent for me, especially like on the, like the holiday season, like there's like nobody there. And like, I was working at a global, I was working at a global gym. So it was like, you don't get paid unless, you know, you have clients there. And they're training with yeah. you, yeah. Unless they call so out, so then even, you're
1: just like, "What am I doing?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> and so and like I, I really didn't have that much great insurance, and so paying for insulin was just like, I I could I could go off on a tangent for like the price of how how the price of insulin's gone up since like ten years ago. So, but it's, it's like gotta
1: be insane.
0: Oh, crazy! Cra- I um I talked to somebody yesterday on a podcast and. F- 10 years, I, I think 12 years ago, a, a vial of insulin was $30. Now it's up to like $400 pretty much.
1: Oh my God. That is insane.
0: Yeah. So that's why I, uh, that I is insane. It, that's why I had to stick to a nine to five and, you know, get the insurance on that, especially with kids too and my wife. So yeah. I was just like, I need to, I need to like at least have some, some sort of insurance that I can pay for insulin and, you know, have decent coverage.
1: Yeah, because that is absolutely insane. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you're also your camera. Oh, your camera went out.
1: Oh, oops. There, did I do it right? You might, there you goes. might have done
0: all, all good. It's all good. All good. <laughs> um, so, um, you had some setbacks this year. So, yeah. Um, can you kind of talk about? Because I know you were like ramping up for like you did the open, and then you know you're, you're killing it. And then all of a sudden, like something happened. Can you kind of talk about that?
1: Yeah. So there were a couple different things. The first thing was actually right before the open, I was spotting a back squat at the gym, um, which I'll never do for someone again, nope. but, uh, it was like 400 pounds. So it was pretty heavy and they failed it. And for some reason I thought I could try and save it, even though I'm literally <laughs> zero help at that point, but I like, Try and grab the bar, and I still don't know what happened because it's so hard to get an MRI out here, and I have like the worst insurance. But it sounds as if I had a slight tear in my bicep from that I'm still dealing with issues from it, so I kind of had to stop pulling any sort of pulling altogether. Um, I wasn't really cycling a barbell at all because
0: you, could, you couldn't,
1: like, I couldn't, like without any pain. And we knew just to get through the open, but we were trying to stay healthy for quarterfinals. So we weren't trying to push anything. And it was basically just survive the open, heal up, and you'll be fine. So the open went like okay. It was fine. Um, but I was still dealing with the bicep. And then we had that deadlift workout. And I did it once, and my back was fine. And I was like, awesome. Because I've had lower back issues on and off just like almost anyone. Um, but the video, I didn't realize that it stopped and I wasn't really sure what they were doing with videos this year. So one of the guys at my gym, he's like a judge for CrossFit. And he was like, you know, I talked to some people and they were like, you definitely have to redo it to have a video. So I was like, okay. So I redo it on Monday, completely messed up my back. And I was like, all right, well, I just got to like rest it. I was seeing a PT every day leading up to quarterfinals just to try and get it somewhat. Okay um and it was starting to feel a lot better but then the week before quarterfinals started adding in ghds a little bit here and there ghds and pistols um i was avoiding the ghds from my back but i was like let me just get some reps in because i know we're gonna see them i don't know what happened between those movements but it was that weekend before quarterfinals i couldn't even do an air squat so i was like all right this is gonna be super interesting (laughs) so then it was back to like Just doing the machines for the week leading up to it, basically seeing my PT, doing as much like body work as possible to just get healthy. I was sleeping as much as I possibly could. Um, And then they announced the workouts and we kind of came up with a plan to get through them, but we didn't really know how it was going to go. So I originally we wanted to try and do the total on the first day because I'd probably have to redo it because strength, I'm just not strong at. Couldn't even overhead squat. I think the most I could power clean was like 115 pounds. So I was like, all right, well, we're definitely not even moving on with this. So then I did that handstand push up lunge workout. That was fine because lunges, for whatever reason, don't jack up my back. So that went fine. And then the next morning, we were like, all right, well, let's the muscle. So I did that for the muscle up since I haven't been pulling. Usually I would have loved that workout. They blew up my like elbow. So much I couldn't even straighten my arm. So I was like, well, I'm not gonna do the total, but at least I have these workouts done. Entered them. Woke up the next day and I was gonna attempt that rope climb wall ball one. Could not do a single pull on the rope. And that's when we were like, Yeah, Yeah, you can't. Like it's not even yeah. So then that's when I called it for that. And that like just sucked. But I was like, all right, well, we got a whole year, let's rehab. I've been dealing with my back a lot, like this is definitely happening for a reason. So I was bummed, but I was like, all right, let's just rehab this all. And then I went back home two weeks ago now. And that well, last September, I had an ovarian cyst rupture. So I was in the ER and I was there. I was fine within like a week. It was right before Waterpalooza qualifiers, Mm -hmm. got healthy enough to like survive those I started feeling that same pain when I was back at home and I was like, this is crazy. Is this actually happening to me again? (laughs) So then I couldn't sleep at all that night. And I told my parents and they were like, yeah, we got to take you to the ER. So I was there all day long. Um, They ran like a bunch of tests. They were like, I think you're going to need surgery, but wait until you get back to California. Like, it's not like you need it right this second, but you are going to have to get a cyst removed. I was like, okay, that's fine. Totally cool. I get home. I don't know what happened on the 15 minute drive home from the hospital. I started puking everywhere. The pain was like terrible. I literally just wanted to lay in traffic and die. It hurt so bad. Yeah. So we go back to the hospital. They run more tests and realize that the cyst has gotten so big that it gets wrapped around your ovary. Oh my gosh. So they ended up having, yeah. So they ended up having to remove my ovary and the huge cysts. But so they do three incisions. So I have like an incision on my right side, one of my belly button, and then one on my left side. But because like we use our core so much in CrossFit, like, and I never (laughs) even thought about this, they couldn't get through all the muscle. So on my left side, I have like a, a very large incision because of everything. So that's, just gonna take a while to heal up at this point.
0: <laughs> yeah. Jeez. The curse of Pennsylvania. And it's a curse. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> it was great <crazy>. to get serious like <laughs>
0: Well, I so I, I knew about the back and elbow injury. I had no idea about the this this the, 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 the um uh, the cyst. So that's yeah. cra- that's crazy. So Um, obviously like you're, you're done with like the rest of the year, pretty much for training, like like kind kind of, you're rehab, you're rehabbing now. So did you have like any ups and downs or like, did you have any like down moments? You're like, you know, this sucks, you know, what was me? Or were you just like, okay, you know, back to the grind, just let's, let's go.
1: Yeah. Like I've definitely, so right now all I'm allowed to do is walk. Um, next week I might be able to get onto the bike, like nothing intense. But so it's definitely, I've had a ton of up and downs, especially the first couple of days. Like when I got home from the hospital, um, I guess like I understood what they were doing, but I didn't really understand it completely until it happened. Yeah. So when I tried to sit up from like the hospital bed, I was like, oh my God, that was also very hard. And the most painful thing other than like what was happening prior. And I was like, this is crazy how like the day before I was training with all my old friends like all my old training partners we had like an amazing training session it was super fun and I was like it is so crazy to me that we could go from that to me just sitting up and that's like my challenge of the day and it was like that for most of the week until I was finally able to walk because the first couple days it was like even that was way too painful so that just kind of I was like pretty down at that point But I did appreciate being home with my family um, because I think, I mean, I have an amazing support system out here, but it's still not the same as like being home with my family. So I was like very thankful at that time. But even now, like I love being back at the gym. I love coaching and all of that. But there's definitely some moments where like even this morning I grabbed like a wooden stick to demo an overhead squat. And I realized right as I put it up overhead, I was like, I actually can't even hold this over my head. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And that was like another moment. I was like, all right, like take a deep breath. Like it's going to be okay. Like I have all my limbs. Things could be so much worse, yeah. but you get those like scary thoughts in your head for a second.
0: Yep. Yep. I've had those. I've had those before too. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Like my wife had a C-section and she's pretty much like her, her whole like ab- abdominal area. Like right the midsection was like ripped open. And so like, her trying to do like a like actually twice so her trying to get up off the off the couch or the chair or something like that it was just like an absolute mission yeah. for her to get up there so and it takes forever to for that to heal too especially with like that big of a scar yeah so yeah and you
1: can't sorry you can't like rush that stuff either no. otherwise nope. it just makes everything worse
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's crazy it's like but like it's amazing how like your body can bounce back to kind of where you are yeah. so but it just takes a little while so yeah yeah
1: yeah but um, i'm like glad that it happened now and yes. not closer to like next season because this season was already ruined yep. so i was like all right well might as well add one more Thing
0: to the left. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so i i want to so you started doing becoming an online uh, nutrition coach so yeah i mean you talked about that earlier so like what made you get involved with that and you know and who kind of pushed you into that direction
1: so it was i kind of got into it back when i was at my old gym the owner, he got me into doing like nutrition for people, some of the members there. Um, So I got into that. But then once I moved away, I realized a lot of those same members were still wanting me to help them with nutrition. And I was getting like more and more people kind of reaching out to me through just like my Instagram, but of people from Bath East, just from like other CrossFit gyms around that like was asking me for nutrition help. And I was like, this is cool. Like, it's kind of cool that I can still do this for these people. And I'm living across the country. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with like online coaching at all, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to kind of go with this and see how it works. And then I was doing that for a while. And then a girl started coming to my gym here who kind of like manages online coaching businesses I guess you'd say or like the social media part of it yeah so she kind of reached out to me because she was like hey I see that you like sort of post online about doing online coaching like are you super serious with that or like where are you kind of going with it so I was explaining to her I was like yeah like I mean I'd love to keep growing it if I can I just don't really know how to do that so she helped build me like a website and an app for it and she really kind of helped me direct like my social media more to make it coaching because i just kind of used it for whatever like i just never thought about using it as like a platform i guess you'd say yep um so she really helped me turn it more of like a coaching kind of get my website do all of that and ever since then she's helped me grow it a lot so we meet like every week she kind of checks in Helps me figure out how to come up with like content or just like any issues, that sort of thing. But that has been helping grow my online business a lot, which has been fun.
0: Very cool. So, so how many people do you typically, how many clients do you typically have at like one time?
1: So right now I have 25 clients. Um, And it's all over from either some do just nutrition, some do just programming, and then some do programming and nutrition. Um, But I would like to grow that more if I could. That's definitely my goal. Um, I would like to get to the point where I could do, I still want to coach at a gym because I love doing in-person coaching, but I'd like to have it more like half and half where maybe I'm coaching in the mornings and then doing more of my online stuff at night, that sort of thing. Okay. As a change. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> hey, that works.
0: That works. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's cool. So uh, do you do like a lot of, is it like a lot of one-on-ones every week or like, how do you, like, let's just say if I wanted to join your nutrition program or like your weightlifting or your, 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 CrossFit programming, um, you know, wh- how, how does that work? Like, do you do one-on-ones with us or like, I know you do before and afters, but like, how does that work?
1: Yeah. So if someone comes into like the program based on whatever they do, um, I like, so when people are doing like the workouts, that sort of programming, I really like them. So I send them their stuff on Sundays each week. Um, so it gets updated each week, but they kind of send me back their results, videos, all of that every single day. That way I can see what they're doing, making sure that I'm giving them stuff that's going to help them. And then they always get me back their results and everything like that. So we stay in touch basically every day. And then my nutrition clients... I always tell them they can reach out as often as they'd like. There's like a messenger part on the app that makes it super easy for like communication. Mm -hmm. Um, We always do a phone call in the beginning. um, But then I always check in with them about three times a week just to make sure everything feels okay, either through like my fitness pal or I do send them meals. So it's like they have two options. They can either use their macros, eat whatever they want. And I can see their my fitness pal, or if they like to just go off of the meals, I update a meal plan each week and they can follow that. So people kind of like to do both, but a lot of people do like the flexibility of my fitness pal, just for when they're like out to dinner with friends and stuff like that. But I do really try and like stay in touch with all of them as much as I can, just because I think it helps them stay like motivated and accountable and everything with their journeys.
0: Very cool. Yeah. I saw, I saw one of your posts. It was a before and after picture of some dude. He's got like a back tattoo, like a lower back tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. That dude got jacked. Holy cow. He got
1: jacked. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: That was, I I (laughs) saw that. I was like, holy cow. Like that was, and how, how long, how long was that for, for him?
1: So that was about four months, I think.
0: Four months. Wow. That's good.
1: Four or five months. He's, he's similar to me. Like he's has a very addictive personality (laughs) in a good way. Like he's not like an addict or anything, but like when he puts his mind into something, he's a thousand percent in. So like I knew when he came to me and was like, Hey, I want your help. I was like, you're going to get, all the results you ever wanted like nice because yeah. he just he works really really hard and it's super cool to say
0: that's awesome that's awesome and you you also post a lot of before and after pictures on your social media so does that do you think that kind of helps you out with your social media like gaining more you know people that want to follow your program
1: i think so because they can just see that like these people like, they're putting in the work and they are getting results and when people see those pictures they're like if i do the work. I can do that too. So I think it does help get a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And you also do a lot of reels with like nutritional facts and like information's like even like making certain things to kind of help out with like people. And I, I I like that idea of your whole page. So that was, that's really cool. So when, when did that kind of switch over when you met that, when you met that girl, the social media manager? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cause I didn't really know what to like post to make it more like, Hey, I'm coaching people and helping people with nutrition. And I never want to like, like I try and I keep my page like exactly how I am. Like I never want to be someone else. So like half these videos I post, like especially some of the food ones, I'll start <laughs> making it. And I'm like, this is like a one shot. Like it either works or it doesn't. <laughs> so like half the time, like the meal, like I made like protein pancakes once, but I like burned all of them. So they're like black, but I swear they taste good. Yeah, but like yeah. I definitely keep it like as real as possible, but like me, myself, like I don't like to spend a lot of time cooking. So I try and keep all those meals super, super simple just to show like not every meal that you're eating has to be this fancy dinner with like a thousand one ingredients. Like it yeah. could be something that you just threw leftovers together with.
0: Yeah. Or have the salt. And I feel like that. Yeah, or have the salt dude do it. Um the salt guy, yeah, you know, yeah. did, you, know, yeah, you don't have to yeah. do his cooking, so. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're getting close to the end, so uh, I have some yeah. like you know, some real quick fire fire questions. So, um yeah. obviously, you know, you had some setbacks this year to like even try to attempt to make to the games, but like do you have any goals like personal or like fitness-wise that you want to hit by the end of the year?
1: Definitely. I mean, I definitely want to be fully recovered by the have the goal of making the games for next year. Yep. I guess like my is just my squatting better than I broke my ankle and sprained my ankles probably five or six times now, um, just through doing random things. So yeah. that has really made my squatting <clears throat> super challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been working on my mo- mobility like crazy, but. I definitely would like my squatting numbers to go up because that just helps with all over lifting. So I guess those are like my main goals.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. I like it. Um, So what is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book would probably be either Mind Gym, I Can't Remember the Author, or Relentless by Tim Grover. Okay. Those are two of my favorite books.
0: (laughs) Okay. I like that. I like that. I
1: did actually just (laughs) – But another one I just read. So I've read both of those books probably ten times each. But uh, I've read Matt Fraser's book the other month when I was like trying to heal my back. That was really good. That would definitely have to go up to one of my top five favorite books. I really liked it.
0: Yeah, I uh, I read that book. I was like a big fan. Like especially it was like little like cheat codes of what he actually did during the workouts. Yeah, it was
1: awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm like I you would never think that you think like oh I no. have to be in, I have to be in the middle instead of I could just be like right in the next box at like the back end and be perfectly fine yeah. with it. So yeah, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I got a lot of tidbits out of that. But uh another book you should list uh you should read is called Screw It Just Do It by Richard Branson.
1: Okay, I'll look for that. Yeah, I will read that.
0: That's my motto. It's a short, it's a short read too, but it's like I've I've lived and died by that that screw it just do it motto so yeah Yeah. so it's i
1: love that i am gonna get that (laughs) book it's very
0: very good so um i will get that so the next question is uh what is in your gym bag
1: what is in my gym bag um definitely always my earbuds deodorant i have three different jump ropes maybe four pairs of grips i have my lifters and then i have my running shoes but then i also have my crossfit shoes um my water bottle, three rolls of tape, and then I have this like lucky necklace that a friend gave me, and it's since my gym bag goes with me to all comps, I keep this lucky necklace in my gym bag, and it's just special in there. <laughs> <laughs> but all. I think that's it. <laughs> okay.
0: You, you know, I think I think I think out of all the people I've interviewed, you're the first person that said deodorant in, your, in their gym bag.
1: Really? I yes. Two, I actually have two things of deodorant in there. Because I'm constantly nervous that I don't have deodorant on me. Mm-hmm. And I never want to be the smelly person in the gym. <laughs>
0: no, no one wants to be the smelly person in the gym. So, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I'm going to go a little deep on this question. So, um, you know, let's just say you're lying in your bed. It's your last day on planet Earth, and you have all your friends surrounded by you. How do you want people to know you as?
1: Oh, that is deep. I want them to know me as someone who like will do anything for anyone. Like, especially if they're like close to me, I'll always have their back no matter what I want them to remember me as being caring, hardworking, and just like very driven and not a lazy person.
0: (laughs) Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. Um, (laughs) So uh, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions with like CrossFit, you know, recovery, your nutrition programs and all that stuff?
1: I'd say the best place would be on my Instagram. It's phenry771. Um, but that's the best place. I try to always get back to people through the DM. Sometimes it might take me a day or two. But yeah. I try and get back to people as quick as I can okay. through there. So that's Great. probably the best place.
0: Very cool. So what's the, with the 771?
1: You know, it's, so back when we had like AOL screen names, (laughs) you just dated dated yourself. You just dated yourself. I know. Seriously, that just made me like a thousand years old, but I always (laughs) use 771 for my screen names. So that's all.
0: Okay. Okay. That's legit. That's legit. So, well, um, I, I want to thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. You know, I loved hearing your story and, you know, your road to recovery and, you know, and I know you're not going to take recovery lightly. You're going to just going to kill it. Cause I, I know you're, you're going to have that mentality. I know you, I just by talk to you. I know you have that mentality. So um, yeah. I would love to have you back on the show as well and kind of talk, talk to, talk to you more about how your recovery is going and how, like, you know, how your online coaching stuff's like blowing up and, you know, kind of go from there. Yeah.
1: No, that'd be awesome. Thank you so much for having me. That was awesome getting to know you as well. That was fun.
0: Well, thank you very much and we'll talk later, okay?
1: Thank you. Have a great night.